0: Let's talk about results. So we have sold to date, in about two and a half weeks, 980 codes, so 980 times 79. For us, the revenue split with AppSumo, of course, that's $19,355. Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a B2B Marketer Podcast. My name is Tom Hunt, your host, and it's a massive show. We have no guest, it's just myself giving you an update on what's happening. We actually didn't release an episode, we missed one, and that was because July was a crazy month, we'll go into that. So today we're going to be covering the recent AppSumo launch, well not the recent, the live AppSumo launch that we're currently running for Bcast. We're going to be talking about service growth and about how July's revenue with a record by significant distance. I'm going to be sharing more about what's happening with a SaaS marketer. My new focus out of the three projects I currently have, where the focus is going to be for the next year or so. And then the number one thing that I think all B2B marketers need to look at, probably the most important thing to consider. But before we get into that, I actually need to read a review that a lovely, Guy called Darren Chate left us for this podcast. It says, I listen and read to huge amounts of content each week to inspire, motivate, and help me as a growth marketer. Nothing is like confessions of a B2B marketer. If you're interested in B2B marketing at all, want to improve and learn from the best, then you must listen to this show. That was Darren. Thank you so much, Darren. Darren has a business called Hugo. Go and check that out. Google Darren Chate, Hugo. I'm sure you'll find it. But if you are happy enough if you have feedback for the show then please just go to any podcast directory and leave your honest feedback it doesn't have to be that good i'll get it read out on the show and i'll give you a shout out so that's your incentive but let's jump into it now so we even before we launched we were talking with a guy called Justin at Appsumo, amazing guy about potentially launching we i'm a big fan of Absumo i haven't bought much there but i really see the value that an AppSumo launch can have list, We had Guume on the show uh, in episode number five, I think, crushed AppSumo and it sent them on a trajectory uh, which is basically up to 2 million ARR in like 18 months. And so this is kind of what I'm looking to replicate. And so we lined up a uh, launch. We went live on the 21st of July, $79 for lifetime access to Bcarth. There are obviously some limits to number of podcasts, bandwidth, etc., but obviously, an insane deal. There'll be a link below if you do want to go and check that out. We, I think we finally kind of nailed our positioning before the launch. We, if you're probably aware, the tagline for Bcast, or if you're not aware of Bcast, Bcast is a podcast host, but focused on a very specific niche. And that niche used to be B2B, like businesses, sell to businesses that do podcasts. That was my initial stab at positioning. It didn't really feel right. And actually, a reviewer at Sumo was like, I don't think that really makes sense. So just before, I spent a long time thinking, and the position we came back with was podcast hosting for marketers, by marketers. It's a podcast host that's focused on how can you get an ROI from your podcast if not for the hobbyist. And so we got that. We kind of nailed that positioning just before the launch, put that on the site. So if you go to bcast.fm, now you can see that positioning. Went live. And it has been really, really good—not amazing, but really good. I'll share all the numbers after this next clip. I'm going to insert just the intro that I did for a webinar for the Sumo Links. Sumo Links are the people in the AppSumo community, where I basically just explain the origin of the product and the positioning, so you can like understand that better. So I'm going to insert that in right now. I'm actually going to start off before we jump right into the walkthrough. I need to kind of explain the background to cast why it's here, why it actually exists. And it all started because of this business you can see on the screen. I was working for this, they're a B2B SaaS company, I was working for them as head of marketing. And we started this podcast that you can see here, it's called Sales Ops Demystified. We started this podcast because we wanted to learn more about the person we're trying to sell to, but also sell to this person. And you can see we, we started off with these guests. The interviews weren't that great because we, I, I wasn't very good at podcasting. Um, but you can see now we've done about 110 episodes. And the, the reason why we've done 110 is because the, the podcast is working really well. Uh, it's working really well mainly because of this, this guest here. This guest came onto the podcast um, did a great interview. We learned. We, we we talked about sales operations. We learned about sales operations, and then he actually went through the sales process and bought um, some software from the company. And so, what what essentially happened was that we got a big return on all the the time and money we spent on the podcast from that relationship with the guest. And so, this got me and my co-founder Neil thinking about how people can use pod, like make podcast profitable. Um, and how businesses and freelancers and agencies can use podcasts to, to learn about their customers, to add value to their customers, but then also become profitable. And so that's the aim of Becast, is to help you start and grow a podcast, but then also to make it profitable. So everything I'm going to show you in the application is all around how can you Start, start the podcast, grow the podcast, and actually make money from the podcast. And so, if anybody is answer, asking in the questions, how are you different from Libsyn, from Transistor, from all the other podcast hosts? It's because of that reason. It's because me and Neil, the founders, are marketers. We're like in, we podcast to make profit. And so, everything we do with the tool is focused around that. So, for that, that's the core difference. So, that's what I want you to be kind of thinking of and looking at as we go through the tool. Okay. Awesome. So that was the intro. Just so you have a better understanding of what Bcast does, I thought that would be cool to insert. But let's talk about results. So we have sold, to date, in about two and a half weeks, 980 codes. So 980 times 79. For us, the revenue split with AppSumo, of course, that's $19,355. We're actually not sure how long the deal is going to go on for, um, but we, we probably think we'll come out around forty to fifty k dollars, which will be about thirty to forty k pounds, and ideally two thousand codes. That nine hundred eighty codes has brought us approximately four hundred thirty new users to the software. Remember that one person can buy up to well unlimited codes, but many sumo lings do buy multiple codes because it gives them extra podcasts or. So when you buy three codes, you can white label the tool and take our branding off, et cetera. So out of that 430 then, about 100 podcasts have been released on the platform. So you can import a podcast if you already have one, or you can create your own one, of course. And so we've had 100, 100 podcasts released. And the, the, the value here, the, the reason why we did really want to do AppSumo is because of the, the almost inherently viral nature of a product where you allow people to upload content to. So if you think about a podcast host, people are throwing or uploading audio content, the written content in the show notes, images into the platform, and then they can then take the, the embeddable player that Bcast provides to then and then insert that into their site. And so if you don't have three codes on that player, there is our logo, there is our brand. At the same time, we produce a podcast website, which again have our brand on. You can insert a custom domain, but then we have this branding on that site, which will, uh, with a backlink that goes back to us. At the same time, those podcast sites are obviously our domain, so they're aiding with our SEO. And so if there's some interesting stats on the SEO side. So we, BeCuff, basically went for ranking for 160 keywords to now 965. The number of keywords we're ranking for is basically going parabolic because all of these people are now. Uploading their content onto our domain. Now, of course, not all of that content is gonna be ranking for terms that could convert people into B customers, but some of them will be. And it's just adding SEO value to our domain. We got a total of 38 new backlinks, so we now have a total of 113. So you can understand there's been a, a like 40% increase in backlinks since we went live. In terms of the actual feedback from the community, we've had 20 reviews on AppSumo, with an average of 4.7 out of five. Let's actually jump over there right now and I can just read your review to to understand how we're doing. So I've purchased over 250 deals and I've never left a review so quickly. I'm already super impressed with this company. I like lists, so here's my feedback, and then he has a list of like nine different things. So thank you so much to Project Kickstarter, the name of that AppSumo user. And actually what is now gonna happen is that Bcast is going to overshadow SaaS Marketer and SEO value. So I'm talking basically our domain ranking. SaaS Marketer has had me writing and other people writing content on it for six months. And a lot of our focus, link building focus has been on SAS Marketer. But that is going to be overshadowed by Bcast in, in a few weeks, basically because we have people uploading their own content onto the domain, linking back to it, and then that is obviously getting ranking for terms. In summary, we are super happy with the AppSumo deal. It's been great to get the, like, volume through support. It's been great to get the feedback. It's obviously great to get the cash so we can hire a developer and start, and continue growing the product as well. So that's, that, that's, this was the core thing in July. That was the thing that was probably responsible for me not releasing a podcast episode because in July, at the same time, we we're actually driving around Europe we added three new service clients which we'll talk about in a second and we went live on AppSumo so to balance all these different things during one month so that's AppSumo it's going great we're not sure how long they're going to keep it up for if you are interested in basically capturing all of the great things we're going to do for Bcast then there'll be a link below to go and check that out all right now let's talk about the service so for those that don't know we have a service that we provide for B2B businesses, mainly SaaS ball system service, where we basically run everything. We create and run a podcast for them. And there's basically two things that we do differently from other podcast agencies, is that we go very niche on the podcast to try and make the business into an authority in a very strategic and specific niche. And then we're also ensuring that we are looking to get an ROI both from the relationship with the guests, not just the listeners we would focus on bringing guests onto the podcast that are strategic, either customers or partners. And so we had six clients for this service before July. And we added three new clients in July, so up to nine. And so the total revenue that that provided, is a monthly subscription between 1000 and £2,000. The total revenue that provided for the business was £13,000. And actually in July, we had a record month because combined we produced £25,000, so £13,000 from the service, about £1.2,000 from affiliate deals, uh, from affiliate offers, aff- affiliate commissions, and about £1,000 from coaching. And then the revenue generated by AppSumo in the month was about £10,000, and so that brought July to a grand total of £25,000, which is, I think, is a significant milestone. I think we did about eleven thousand pounds in June, and so that was a big, big jump. Obviously, a big chunk of that revenue, the ten k is from is for lifetime subscriptions. So you could like, you, you if you're doing proper accounting, you probably accrue that over a number of months. But if we're just counting one month revenue, it was twenty five k. So going back to the service, then. So how have we? We we got our first client actually a year ago, and so it's been twelve months. We have nine. Only one client has churned in those 12 months. I guess 10% annual churn, which I don't think is that bad for a small agency. Since that client churned in March, no other clients have churned. And so there's been a big focus from my side over the last six months in, in growing that, spending a lot of time selling or working out how to sell that service. But now, obviously, now I have nine clients. I'm the core kind of client contact for this for all nine clients. And so I have to be, we have either weekly or bi-weekly meetings. And so now the, the, kind of the, the wheels are not coming off, but the system is definitely getting stressed with nine clients. There's basically myself, there's two, I guess you could say two employees, one in the UK, one in the Philippines. And then we have about 12 freelancers. And so we're a bit like I think the way we're working with these freelancers is they're basically treating these people like employees, but they are technically freelancers. So, the the focus for the service in the short term is working out how we can build a system that doesn't like, that is going to scale past nine. We need to ensure that we have the right people in the team, but then also ensure that the way the team communicates uh, and does work is effective. Because when you have, say, two or three clients, the system does not have to be that efficient. When you add another five to six clients on top of that, you do have to be more efficient. And if we want to scale to say 20 or 30 clients, we're gonna have to get much more efficient about how we work together and how we ensure that we are able to deliver the quality that we would like to. That said, on the sales side, I did appear on Nathan Lacker's Deal or Bust in July, which is Nathan Lacker's essentially uh, Dragon's Den or Shark Tank equivalent for SaaS. I appeared as an expert, had uh, I think about five minutes airtime where I commented or provided my insight my marketing expertise, I guess, on the, the target customer. It was a lot of fun. But that has that got brought attention to the SaaS marketer community. And I've had actually about four or five sales calls from people that Nathan introduced me to. So thank you, shout out to Nathan for bringing me on that. It was super fun and also super productive. So that service is going to continue to be a big part, a big chunk of my time. Practically, or close to probably 60% of my time is spent on the service. Uh, There's not much of the execution I have to do, but there's strategy and there's client relationship and there is the management of the system and the the maintenance and improvement of the system that is really down to me. Now this leads nicely onto the next topic, which is the focus. What I'm going to focus on as you're probably aware, there's BCAF, which is the SaaS company, there's a service that so we just mentioned that has no brand name. We don't have a website actually. And we might change that in the future. And then there's obviously SaaS Marketer that this podcast is, is kind of under the umbrella brand of. Now, SaaS Marketer has served us incredibly well. It's the opposite way that most people will create a business. Most people will design or develop a product and then find the audience. What we did is slightly different is that we found, we chose this persona. We, attracted this persona with content, brought them into a community, and then learned more about this persona and then ultimately realized what problems could be solved and then developed the products and services around those. And so South Market has been incredibly valuable for that. I think we're between 4 and 5K on the email list. We're about approaching 2.5K in the Facebook group and it's growing faster and faster all the time. Whilst it has served us well, and I am going to continue to grow it, I am going to reduce the frequency of production of the case studies. The, the podcast frequency is going to remain the same because there isn't a massive amount of work to do apart from finding the guess and doing the recording. So we continue to do that bi-weekly. The case studies are going to go to monthly. They were they were, week, well, they were actually daily when we first started this, but they were much smaller. Then they moved to bi-weekly and now they're moving to monthly. And so every month we'll release a case study just like normal. And then every two weeks, we'll release a podcast. We, we will also introduce guest contributors that have something that they want to share with the community. And then that would either take place of the monthly case study if, it, if it's really, really good, or we'll just publish that uh, like off the schedule. And so, what I'm going to be doing is kind of moving that, or basically investing less time into that, so I can invest more time into the other two things. Now, the other two things are the service and the software. And actually, if you think about it, and I've talked about this before, they're really the same thing. A customer wants to achieve an end goal, and you're just either helping them or getting them to that end goal with microchips, or you're getting them to that end goal with people. And so the end goal that we're providing with our service and software is growing a B2B business by creating audio content with strategic people. And so we have two angles that we're approaching. This is one is a, a very done-for-you service where we basically do everything apart from host those interviews. And the other side of that spectrum is where we basically do nothing manual and use the software to help you achieve that goal. What is quite interesting there is that, yes, I have two different things. I guess you could say two different businesses, but actually the time is it is still kind of focused because we're still trying to get that end goal for the customer. And obviously all of the service clients are, are using the BCAST software, and then there may be, we may be able to generate service clients from the BCAST customer list. And so they are quite they, there's some synergy between the two. Obviously, learnings we get from our service clients, we feed that into the BCAST product roadmap. And then things that we learn from BCAST customers, maybe we can help implement into clients. And so my focus now is going to be just on how can we get B2B businesses an ROI from a podcast, both in service and in software. And one final thing on SaaS marketer, we did actually get an, well, actually, uh, for those people that are aware, we, for a month, or for about five weeks, we did a SaaS marketer deal each week. It was a great initiative, and I am going to look to do more SaaS marketed deals in the future. But for now, as SaaS marketer goes to more maintenance mode, I don't have the time or capacity to find the deals and sell the deals as well. And so, but the, the reason I bring that up is because Ryan Dice, who is the founder of Digital Marketer, actually purchased one of the SaaS marketer deals, but without my, I didn't, it was on a different email address I didn't know of him until the person who I was doing, doing the deal with said, you know, he's actually Ryan Dice. And so I emailed Ryan Dice and he gave great feedback on the case study. Thank you, Ryan. He said that he shared them with the team. And then he also mentioned that they have a business where they build and grow content assets in different verticals and that they hadn't found one. That they, they liked in this vertical, and therefore there may be something we can do together. So I'm still waiting on Ryan to respond to my email on that. But um, so there could be an announcement coming for that. But shout out to Ryan for being part of the SaaS marketer community. And then on to the big hook that I gave you at the start of the episode, which was the, the one thing that I think marketers really, really need to be doing, especially B2B. And after my like seven years of studying this stuff, of, like all of my time I invest into trying to be better at this. The kind of I've come full circle because I used to think marketing was so important. If you didn't know marketing, you were rubbish, and you didn't you don't belong in business. That's what I used to think. But then I have sort of come round back to the start again, and I actually, and it, it, it's quite simple. That it, and it's it's like very fundamental. But the best marketing is a great and remarkable thing that you're selling, whether that's a product or a service. And so this is really, really, cur- right. This really, really rings true for me right now, where we have two. Thing I well actually have three things, SaaS Marketer, Bcast, and the service, where we are getting traction with those. I don't think they're great yet, but they're improving every day. And so this goes back to my, like: I'm going to spend less time actually doing marketing and more time making great, remarkable things. So, so how do you make great, remarkable things, whether it's a service or software? And I think the answer here is to really study the person that you're trying to do the thing for, and then... You're not going to just wake up one day, have the idea, build the idea, and you're going to be there. You just have to wake up every day and try and make the product or service want like a tiny bit better. And if you grind that out for six months, one year, two, three years, you are going to have a great thing by the end. But it takes a, a long time. And you just have to keep going until you get really, really good at getting that person what they want, whether it, that is a service or that is software. And then the, the next part of that statement was being remarkable. And so this is a Theft Godin thing. He says that to be remarkable, you simply need to have someone to want to make a remark about you. And so that's a very great definition of that word. And then so how do you then become remarkable in two ways that I think we've done, or that we've kind of only just got right, have been have, if to have crystal clear provisioning and a very clear way of communicating what you do. And so when we switched to podcast hosting, for marketers, by marketers, that was a very clear, attractive position that helps you to be remarkable because this positioning will stick in the minds of the people that see it. And then when they're, when they're scouring their brains to find some, some way to describe you to someone, that's how they'll, they'll do it. And if they can't find a way to describe you, then the way they describe you is going to be less effective and they're actually also less likely to describe you to someone. Podcast hosting, for marketers, marketers, by marketers, kind of, I, I think it's working. And the reason I say that is I spoke to a number of people that purchased the AppSumo deal for an onboarding call. And one guy said that he's been looking for podcast hosts for for months. And as soon as he saw that, he thought, okay, this one is for me because I see myself as a marketer. I am a marketer. So I think that that's the first thing to be remarkable. And then the second way of being remarkable is, is support and service. It's like really, really great support and service. So with Beacath, we're trying to do that by having like very fast first response times on support. We're trying to do like every ticket before 30 minutes around the clock. And that just like support is a really, really like low hanging fruit to be remarkable. I think that people, it's a really easy way to be differentiated. People are not used to having great support. Maybe they are more so now as more people are doing this. And then if you're running a service then it's still exactly the same concept applies you have to have great service Uh, you have to be there for the client You you shouldn't have to try and charge the client more if they want you to do something extra you should be proactively doing extra things for the client and so with the way we do that with our service is that the the client normally can email or sack me and they'll get a reply almost straight away whether that's on slack or email we have never Try to charge a client more, um, or probably wouldn't ever need to charge a client more. Maybe that's because we got our pricing right, but it's also because that is not a great experience for the client. And then we also like to try and do extra things for the client that were not in the brief or that were not in the contract. And uh, so we try and do that every month. We'll try and do something extra for every client. And so that's what my focus is going to be specifically on the SaaS and the service: is how can we make these things really great and really remarkable? If we do that, we probably will be able to spend less time doing sales and doing marketing, um, which I think is probably a, a more long-term, sustainable way to grow a profitable business. And so with that, I want to say thank you so much for being part of the SaaS marketing community. And thank you so much for listening. Again, if you do have any feedback for the show, please Head to the pro- anywhere the podcast director you're listening to with Apple, Spotify, Google. Leave a review, take a screenshot of that review, and email it to me at tom at sasmarketed.io and I'll get you a shout out on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.